There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. They say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But in the case of Derek Kaufman, the apple rolled all the way to L.A. The one thing Derek and his mother share in common, however, is the love for breaking news. TMZ is breaking news faster than the New York Times. So sit back and enjoy the news from Hollywood as only the Kaufman family can bring it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Of course, I go straight to Hollywood for all the news that's not fit to print or it is fit to print. And my son, Derek, how you doing, kid? I'm doing well. We don't print it anymore. We just type it and send it out into the world. It's, uh, we don't have to wait for presses anymore. This isn't the old newspaper days. <laughs> it's true. Ben, and it comes with like lots of pictures, which is the best part because, you know, that, that video of Drew Barrymore sobbing as she apologizes to the writers is so over the top. How did you, did she send that out? You know, that, these are, uh, this video, which we, which we have saying is, is nuts, right? Because she made this choice and she's getting a lot of flack over, you know, starting her show back up again because the writer's strike, even though you can kind of fit within the rules and do things in a certain way and not have writers on your show and do it more improvisationally, it cuts the legs out from under the writer's strike because their whole leverage is shutting down Hollywood and making the studios sweat without content. And the minute they get content from Drew Barrymore or Bill Maher, uh, they there's less pressure to settle with the, with the union. So the, the WGA is quite upset over this, and she's like, I'm sympathetic, but I'm also going on with my show. Yeah, so she's basically a scab. <laughs> you know, that's the way that she's going to be perceived by a lot of people. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, there is sort of a, something to that, because technically the spirit of the strike is to put your pencils down. And, and I mean it, in the middle of a show, Writers take that very, very seriously, um, that the studio can no longer have our services in any respect. We're not allowed to promote projects and anything. And to work around it, even if you're allowed to, by having lawyers look at how the rules work, um, it is against the spirit of the strike. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, I mean, I don't know how seasons work. You know, I'm not a big television fan, but it seems to me that she should be finished like don't show the season end and it doesn't start up again or when does it start up again you know there's shows like drew barrymore shows are kind of evergreen in in a way that tmz is we certainly have seasons but we also just have an episode every day Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm not sure that the way people process shows like hers and tmz for that matter is as a season we're not like succession you know where there's a long character arc it just kind of comes in we we tell you about the news we make some jokes and uh and then we do it again the next day so i I think her show sort of fits in that mold as well as does a little bit real time with bill maher i mean it's just a show that is topical and it just seems to be always on He, he definitely had seasons and hiatuses but that's not the way people really receive that show yeah, and what's what's the writing really involved in, in shows like that, in talk shows? Because I don't have anybody writing my stuff for me. I basically... Well, listen, yeah. you may not, but they certainly have monologues. Drew Barrymore is an actress, you know? She reads off of a script most of the time. She's mm. Gertie from E.T., you know? Right. She's, she's not writing her own material, and 
Bill Maher also, he gives a monologue, and even though he's a comedian who writes a lot of his own material, that show has writers uh, mm. who, who help him out. So, no, certainly like Jimmy Fallon, those late-night shows have, have writers to do the skits and to do the monologue at an album. Well, I, I don't watch any of them, so I haven't noticed if there's been any interruptions. Has anybody stopped doing their show? Oh, yeah. Pencils are down. There's a lot of mm-hmm. things in reruns um, because getting a show back up and running, those late-night shows would be hugely disadvantageous to the union. I mean, late-night mm-hmm. shows specifically uh, have a lot of writers, and if they come back, it, the studios sweat a little bit less. You know, mm-hmm. Then they've got their content, and they're less inclined to give in to the demands of the union. Now, mm-hmm. if the shows come back and they're terrible, it might highlight how important writers are, but there's a big risk because what if the shows come back and they're okay? Then the writers really have a, a problem. Maybe they get some AI writers and everyone's like, oh, this is good enough. <laughs> and then it's going to be very hard to negotiate a contract. Yeah. Well, apparently a lot of the marriages that everybody assumed were still okay after decades are falling apart. Hugh Jackman being numero uno. He is what? How long has he been married with uh, Deborah Lee? 27 years. I mean, yeah. Deborah Lee Furness and, and, and Hugh Jackman, they're one of the oldest Hollywood couples out mm-hmm. there. And, you know, whenever we see them, there's never been any scandal, any whiff of rancor in this marriage. And even the ending seems to be very, very uh, not contentious. I mean, they mm-hmm. said they were blessed to share almost three decades together as husband and wife. Uh, they're moving on to their new journeys. They say their journeys are shifting and they you know, their family will remain a top priority, but they're moving on. Now, uh, you know, their kids are adults now. Their youngest is 18 years old, uh, their daughter named Ava. So in my mind, and we talked about this a lot in the room, that's kind of a successful marriage. They have raised their family, Mm -hmm. and they want to explore other avenues now. And so hopefully uh, that's a model for how to break up in 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 a nice way. You know, it's interesting because when I was growing up, people didn't get divorced, or if they did, nobody knew it. They lived together and just slept in separate bedrooms. I mean, that was back in the Mm -hmm. 50s and 60s. But I can tell you, even in my own family, my mother and father stayed together until my wedding day. I mean, you had to be, your kids had to be grown or you didn't do this. And, you know, that kind of shifted. And the next thing you know, uh, there's all this single mom stuff going on, including in our own family. Um, You were raised by a single mom. And, and it's just amazing to me how uh, we're sort of seeing that some couples have reverted to some of the old standards, and they seem happier than everybody else. Yeah, listen, these traditions are in, in place for a reason. It's very difficult on children. I turned out okay, Jenny turned out okay, but it was tough. You know, mm-hmm. you, you were hustling, you had multiple jobs my entire life growing up, and you know, I would be home with, with my sister. It's a lot easier when you have a helping hand there. We were in a situation where we couldn't really keep that around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like Hugh and Deborah, even if they drifted apart, were able to keep it together in a, in a healthy way for their family. And now, you know, good on them. Maybe they mm-hmm. want to, I hope, I hope they'll remain a, a family and you, you're, you're never going to be apart from that person you share two children with, mm-hmm. but um, the, your happiness is, is very meaningful. Yeah. Well, and then there's Joe Jonas and Sophie Taylor. Apparently that's not, uh, not going as, as friendly as any of the others. Yeah, that one didn't last quite as long, and it seems to be a rockier conclusion. I mean, that one sounds a lot like Joe Jonas was upset that Sophie maybe wasn't sort of pulling her weight in the parenting department, according to him, and he felt like he was shouldering a lot of that burden. That can be a real strain on a relationship. But, you know, she's a successful actress. She's also quite young. She's a few years younger than him and in her 20s still, and maybe having two kids was not what she sort of 
planned would happen mm-hmm. in her 20s, and she wants to go out there and be vibrant and young. It, it's a very sad story. She apparently mm-hmm. dealt with some postpartum depression after after having the children. So hope it works out. They're both very successful, talented people, and I think um, they'll they'll figure things out. And I hope uh, the kids are all right. Yeah, and of course we always have uh, high hopes for Cardi B and Offset. <laughs> That's one of the funniest relationships. They're, they're one of the realest relationships, though, because there was a cute story. They've obviously had their ups and downs with accusations that, uh, you know, Offset has had some dalliances on the side. And he's doing a 24-hour stream where he's playing a video game for 24 hours. And he, he calls Cardi B. There's a story on our website about, you know, I'm live streaming for a full day while they watch me do this video game. And she's like, oh, I, I love that. You should be streaming every single day for 24 hours so I can know what you're doing. And it's said in jest. They're such a funny couple. And he's laughing in that sort of, uh uh-huh, a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but but um, it, they're a very cute couple. I, yeah. I, I really like Cardi B because she yeah. keeps everything right out in the open. Very real. That's for sure. All right. Well, hang in there, kid. You don't need a writer. You guys are funny all by yourselves, and uh, you just do what you do, and we'll talk real soon. Thanks for calling in. That sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right. And that pretty much does it for me this week. You know, uh, thank you for your time this time until next time. My plan is to be back here on Monday at 3 o'clock if it be his will and he delays his coming. What lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. And then, of course, as I always wind up this show, may God bless you and may God bless the United States of America. Have a safe weekend. See you on Monday.